Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer, and I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. And tonight's show should be very interesting, and there are so many parts to it, I can't even tell you in advance there, what things we're going to cover. It's going to take a very wide range. But before we start with the main content, I'd like to share with you a thought that, that, that came to my mind, actually because of this week, and because of the Parsha of last week, um, coalesced. I think that all of you have experienced, or most of you experienced, seeing this new program, quote what you will, product called Zoom. It seems that it could almost Zoom anything. It's, it's very effective. Uh, my brother uses it in therapy. Uh, people are using it in, in all different ways today. I myself have never seen Skype. I don't know anything about it. It's probably the same thing. <laughs> but the Zoom thing I, do, I have seen. And I was zoicha to see a bris, uh, a pidyon haben, a bar mitzvah, a chasana, and I'm talking about far away. In Israel, the chasana was... Uh, the, the, some of the simchas were on the West Coast, all over the place. We were able to Zoom. Now, this week, I, I was sitting down, and things were coming in, and very interesting things were happening. For example, the OU uh, really was frustrated because they've been every year they've been able to have what we call a, a Ask OU. I actually was at the first Ask OU, I think it's almost like 20 years ago. I don't even know even how many years it is. It's a lot of t- long time ago. And uh, the, the, uh, the OU has consistently run an Ask OU, either for men, which is the usual one, or sometimes for the women. But they've, they've constantly done it. And this year, uh, because of COVID, they weren't able to do their regular uh, Ask OU, which is a program geared to help not in the case of the women, I think the women was just a, for their education, but uh, to help people become betrayed to be mashkichim, or to who are rabbonim, or ibn who are interested in the area of kashras. So the, uh, the, the, o, the OU has uh, had to disband this idea for this particular year, but what happened is that just now, I got a an email a short time ago from the the head of the, the person who does deals with the Ask OU. Uh, he, he took over for the gentleman who's Nifter, Rabbi Elif. So Rabbi Rabbi Elif took over. Uh, he's he's have as a program that's replacing the uh, the Ask OU, and basically it boils down to being a uh, the, the, being a program that's. That's that's going to be done on Zoom. You could call in and do it uh, using your phone, a teleconference, or you could Zoom. And, and what's the program? It's going to be about badikas toloyim, about shrita, about kashering, and about cheese. A lot of different uh, sources, a tremendous amount of material. Everybody here listening to me, if they're available at that time, should take advantage of it. It costs nothing, and it's extremely practical. And it's high, high, high quality. And you don't have to leave your home. 
So I'll tell you about the program, and then I'll tell you about the Zoom thing. We're interested about the Zoom part. And then we'll go on to our regular products. But this is a very interesting uh, program if you could take advantage of it. It's going to be on Monday, August 17th, to Thursday, August 20th. Just those days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And it's from 10.30 till 12.30 every day for those four days. It's a chunk of time, but they're going to be packing a tremendous amount of material, and they're going to have source materials and myrmecomas, and so it's very, very interesting. Anybody who can take advantage of it, try it, even for a few minutes. And if you if you like it, I'm sure it's going to it's going to open your mind to area, to tremendous number of areas. The great part of it is you don't have to leave your house. I mean, that is the cold part about Zoom. You do not have to leave your house, and you're actually almost there. I don't know, uh, it, it, the OU right now is closed, doesn't have the offices open, so I'm assuming these people are doing this from their own home, that each one of the rabbis is in his home, and that he's in his home office, and he's going to be Zooming, and you're going to see him. And, um, and I don't know if it, it allows for questions, I guess it might. So you could also talk to him. In any event, scribble it down, it's called Ask OU, and all you have to do is to register is you either go to ouKosher.org slash ask OU, which is OU Kosher, the way the word kosher is spelled. OUKosher.org O R G slash forward slash A S K O U. Or you go to koshereducation at ou.org. I would go there. It's easier. Koshereducation at ou.org. And that goes directly to Rabbi Elif. Tell him you want to sign up. Tell him you heard it from me. Tell him I sent you. And you'll, ha- you'll have a great time. So it's, again, Monday to Thursday, August 17th to the 20th, 10.30 to 12.30. And your house, Zoom or teleconference on a phone. Again, koshereducation at ou.org. So this came across me at my desk. Then um, other things are happening, and I became aware of uh, a, a program which is largely over the Internet, but not completely. A lot of it's in person also. It's a program to train shaykhtem which I thought was very, very interesting. I don't know the status, you know, this, the level of this particular program, whether it's uh, something that would, would qualify somebody to be a shoyche professionally, or this is more uh, for people who are interested in shrita but not necessarily want to work in the shrita area. I, I, this part I don't know. It's called The Kosher Cut. The Kosher Cut. And uh, it's, a, it's a website, and they have a program there for you to train to be a shoichet. They give exams, they give training, you come down, you visit, etc., etc. But also, a large part of it is over the Internet. But I, I think, I don't, I don't remember if it said Zoom or didn't say Zoom, but these ideas of all this coming at you with this new methodology, I said, wow, this is... This is extremely interesting how much kashras is being tied up with the availability of the, of the computer, the, the availability of Zoom, etc. Then I was thinking about the Parsha last week. Here's Moshe Rabbeinu 
515 tefillas. He's davening 515 tefillas. And, and what is he, what is he, uh, he beseeching Hashem? I want to go into Eretz Israel. And Hashem had said no before, but he's trying anyway. And he tries and he tries and he tries 515 times. And Hashem said, stop. That's it. Had he gone on, on, maybe Hashem would have relented, but Hashem said, no, I will not let you go any further. You cannot, you're not allowed to go daven anymore. And that's it. Finish. Closing, closing shot. So, at the end, Hashem says, you know, I'm not doing what you wanted, but what I'm going to do is you're going to be able to see Eretz Israel. Now, had you walked into Eretz Israel, this is I'm working with Rashi now. Had you walked into Eretz Israel, you would have seen a small spot of Israel. You would have seen a little bit as far as your feet would take you. He wasn't going to be allowed to travel throughout the whole land. He was going to travel as far as Hashem would let him travel. As just a little bit, he'd be very happy to go into Eretz Israel. But Hashem said, no, you can't go into Eretz Israel. But you know what? Because of who you are, I'm going to give you, it's like a secondary prize. You're going to be able to see the entire land of Israel. From one end to the other, everything. But you're going to see it. You're not going to be there. So that is what we see that Moshe Rabbeinu understood, and Hashem understood, and we should understand that being there is not the same as seeing it. And for example, with the Zoom, what's the, what, the, what are all the dinam? Very, very complicated. Can I answer a main? Can you make a Kaddish? Can you commit tire of the people? Can, they, can we be all together a minion or something? You know, that seems to be a, a whole topic about what you can do and what you can't do. I've seen many, many, many chubas about this already, about what you could do with Zoom and what you can't do with Zoom. And somebody called me up, up, and he asked me to learn with him, and he asked the Shaila, and I, and, and, I, and I said, wow, this is an interesting Shaila. What is the Shaila? The Shaila is that if a person, chas v'sholem, loses a close relative, he is a, uh, he, 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 first he, uh, he, he's an onain the first day. And after the, the burial, he becomes a, uh, he becomes an avil, chas v'sholem. But the first day he's called an oine. Now, when does he become, he ceases to be an oine, and the seven days start for counting for the shiva. When does that happen? The answer is, it happens when you do the burial. Then it switches over. But let's say the burial is in a different city. And maybe the city is very far away. And I'm not going to be, and the person's not going there. So the fact that there is going to be a burial, but they're not going to that place. So when do they start saying Shiva? So it seems that the way that most people do it, and you've heard it many times, unfortunately when these things occur, that somebody sends the mace to Eretz Israel, and the, and the some family member goes along in the airplane, sometimes several family members, and they go to Eretz Israel and they're involved in the Kvura. And it takes between the time they leave America, or at least the time they're at the airport, even before they leave America, and the other people went back home and started the shiva already, 
and the and the people who are going to be going to Eretz Israel, they're waiting to start Shiva until after the Kvur. So that was until Corona, until Zoom. But what happens now? What happens now with Zoom? If the person is going to be observing the Leviah in Eretz Israel, can he do that and start Shiva before they before they they do the Leviah and still observe observe the Leviah over Zoom? Or do you have to say that the person cannot start the uh, his Shiva because he's going to be watching it on Zoom? And I saw one Paisik when Rav Paskin's a, a Shiloh, uh, he, he wants to say that maybe even a telephone, even before this, even a cell phone, even regular telephones, maybe the fact that you could call Eretz Israel and tell somebody to go to the Levi, it's going to be starting in about an hour. If you go to, to the cemetery now, in about an hour, there'll be the Levi will be there. And, and you can direct the whole thing from your from the room over here, Chas V'Sholem, the director, the Misa, the, the Levaya, in Eretz Israel, over the telephone, or over the Zoom, or over whatever it is, here in America. Could that person say that they start the Shiva uh, earlier than the, than the people who were in Eretz Israel? Well, they start the same time. This is a Shiloh that I saw discussed and I think it's going to be really very much discussed in the very near future. And I think it's, it's very interesting because I don't think Zoom is going to go away. I think Zoom is going to become uh, a, a staple in, in, in our lives. If you, do, if you don't ever see computers, and then of course it doesn't you know, it affect you. But the people who, who do see Zoom, and they do participate in that way at a Simcha or a Levaya or a Chmanslan, or the people even make uh, Shiva calls that way today. It's going to replace, to a certain extent, it's going to replace it for many people. Instead of a three and a half hour drive each way for, for, a, for a Simcha or for a, uh, for a, uh, for a Shiva call, it's very, or a Levaya, it's very possible people are going to opt for maintaining the, con- the connection in this kind of a way. So it helps the people, it's helping everybody, but remember what I said, Moshe Rabbeinu said, I mean, that's how I'm interpreting it, Moshe Rabbeinu did not want that. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted a few feet in that Israel just to get into the land, just to stand there, just to be in the land. That's the real experience. Seeing is believing. Seeing is understanding. Seeing is tremendous. It's, it, 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 it's a tremendous tool, seeing. But it's not the same as being there yourself. So that's the, the question about the Zoom, etc. And today... A lot of kashras is being done over the uh, Zoom and the internet and the cell phone and and the 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 and the cameras and a lot a lot less on people actually being there. So I I predict personally that a lot of the hashkocha work will be replaced by these things. Zoom and the camera and this and that. I think a lot of it will replace the, the regular mashkiach. And it's very sad. 
because the vort that I'm trying to tell you from the Chumash is that Moshe Rabbeinu felt it's not the same. So let's go on to some uh, practical issues which is, uh, would affect all of us. There's a company called Alumim. It make carrots in, in Eretz Israel. They sell them here in America. It's under very good hashkoch in Eretz Israel, Rabbi Afrati. And it doesn't say it necessarily on the carrots, but we have a letter from Rabbi Afrati. Geza Alumim Haragil Hamishuvak they're selling uh, these, these carrots here in America. They're all the chumas and mices removed, and that's what for that company, Alumim. Geza Alumim Organi, but it says organic carrots they're from, uh, from Alumim. Lotachas Hashkacha, they're not under the Hashkacha. And supposedly it says it on the packaging. It's not certified, or you don't see a certification. So that's the alumin. So I wrote him uh, just the other day. I asked him to tell me what about this company called Dorot. D-O-R-O-T. Because D-O-R-O-T, that, that Dorot is also making carrots. It also has his hashkocha. But it's coming from Eretz Israel, and we don't have it on the package. That his his ashkach is not on the package. It doesn't say hafrushes tumas and meisves. So just the Dorot company that's selling it here in America. Should we assume that it was uh, the hafrushes tumas and meisves were taken by him or not? It's a very confusing little game. And so far, that's just like one day. So hopefully, in the near future, he'll answer me if I remember. And he, he answers me, and I remember, I'll tell you the answer. Next. Uh, the, this, this is, the uh, kosher gram came out this week. It's a giant. I couldn't possibly share with you everything. It would take forever. He discusses, uh, I say he, because it, it's really Bobby Beryl Brody from Detroit. And the kosher gram is from uh, the COR, it's the, 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 the rabbinic organization in Detroit, Kosher Graham. You can get it. I, I don't know exactly how you, how you get it from them, but if you contact them, uh, it says there's a direct line here if you want to, 248-559-5005, extension 103. Again, 248-559-5005, extension 103. Tell them you want to get uh, the kosher gram coming to you. Or you can do kashrus alerts, K-A-S-H-R-U-S alerts at gmail.com. Kashrus alerts at gmail.com. It's a wonderful publication. comes out periodically. I don't even know, I don't know the exact amount of times or exactly when it comes out, but it's one of these really very, very highly qualified uh, research, highly researched and accurate pieces of information. And um, a lot of the we have elsewhere, and some of it is completely uniquely theirs. I want to share with you a couple of them because some of this is uh, fantastic. That a little bit he talks about the sources. I don't know if I'll have time for it. If there's time at the end, maybe I'll go back and discuss the sources. 
Uh, he goes he, the sources that he discusses about the question about the having fish mixed in and whether it's bottle bashishim and that's that whole topic and he's got a whole list over here which ones are which ones aren't I mean, if we can get back to it I'll get back to it but this is an important little announcement planters nut products I'm reading now from the kosher gram from the CR in Detroit planters nut products are acceptable only when bearing an OU symbol. And that's pretty simple because they, they make, they, make uh, they, they use gelatin, I think, in some of their products. So for sure, it's not, if it's not OU, it's not good here. Uh, products bearing a K, which includes most planter dry roasted items and some honey roasted items, may contain gelatin or may be produced on the same equipment as gelatin containing products. Note that planters' honey-roasted cashews, that's the phrase, uh, planters' honey-roasted cashews in the 3-ounce bag on the 8.25-ounce can bear an OU, but the 1.5-ounce and the 2-ounce size bags bear a K because they're not produced on an OU-approved production line. Every package should be carefully checked for the OU symbol. Okay, so here's what you're hearing. That the same name product, Planters Honey Roasted Cashews, if it's in the three ounce or the eight and a quarter ounce bags, that's OU. The, the, the eight and a quarter ounce of the can, that's OU. Or it should have an OU. Or can have, he wrote it, it can bear an OU. So I, maybe it doesn't always have an OU. But you might find an OU on the larger size. But the smaller size, 1.5 ounce and 2 ounces, you will see a K. You won't find an OU because it's not an approved line for the OU. So these are things that I think people don't grasp. It's very hard to get in your brain that the same name product, the same exact name product in different sizes could be kosher or treif. That's very hard for us to grasp. But that's what that we, we're hearing, and that's how we have to live today. So people do have to take responsibility. You heard it at least once, and therefore keep your mind open for it. Uh, some of the uh, products that he mentions, I think most of you will come across it one way or another. I, I don't think there's too many, uh, you know, chidushim in here. Uh, but if you haven't come across it, you haven't. So let me read a couple of them. Dole Slawsome Kit Salads. Slawsome is S-L-A-W. It's a slaw, like a coleslaw. Dole Slawsome Kit Salads with dressing and seasoning are OK certified when bearing the OK symbol. Please note that the Fiesta Lime variety contains sour cream in the dressing and therefore bears an OK dairy on both the outer bag and on the dressing seasoning envelope inside. So that's a cute thing that people have to remember that the dressing could be dairy. At least everybody wants the shortcut, so they'd like to buy the salad with the dressing included and it's convenient for them especially if they're outside, just traveling, whatever. It's a convenient way, but this is what uh, you have to know about that. Uh, let's go on to well, this is a, a warning 
which he, he put in here, which I think everybody should know about. But the hand sanitizers, it's a new thing that the FDA issued a, a new warning to avoid nearly 90 different hand sanitizers, mostly from Mexico. They, they're labeled that they contain ethanol, which is a kind of ethyl alcohol but that actually contains methanol instead of ethanol, it's methanol, which is a wood alcohol, which is toxic. So if you see uh, hand sanitizers from, uh, from Mexico, be concerned. If you see the word ethanol and methanol, be very concerned. And if you want the whole list, it's on the FDA uh, website, but it's a long thing for me to be able to give you how to get to it, so you'll have to just you know, look around for it about hand sanitizers warning. That gives you a little bit of a flavor with something that we've, we've gotten from uh, the COR in Detroit. Now, we, we had a situation that I don't know the exact thing. I did not see the packaging. I'm going to share with you what they shared with me. See, somebody who's in the, uh, who works as a mashkiach shared this with me about a product with frozen strawberries. And it has on the hashkocha of the KLBD, the London Beth Din, which is a, an organization in Europe, similar to in the OU in America. You have the London Beth Din in, in England. The problem is uh, that the, uh, these strawberries came in, there was no manufacturer's name on the label. It did say that it was KLBD certified, but it didn't tell you the name of the manufacturer, which is, you know, I mean, this is a, a large amount and it's a commercial size and everything, but it's nice to know who we're talking about. So this person that, that shared with me said that he sent an email to the London Bethden and he asked the following question. He says, uh, you know, is it certified for insects? So they answered him, the certification would not cover checking of strawberries for insects. In other words, it, London Bethden certified, but not for the issue of, in, of, of insects. And we're talking now about strawberries, that they would put out a product, not tell anybody that you have to go check it, and yet they didn't have a check for, for insects. That is what it means to go shopping. That is what it means to go shopping today. And the assumptions cannot be made. It's not fair. We, people are hearing it again and again. Don't make any assumptions. Read, some, read the package carefully and know what you think you're getting. Can you imagine? To put out a product, frozen strawberries, responsible organization, no, no mention that it's not, you need to make the own checking, and yet, um, th that, that seems to be the, the information they're giving is that it's clean. I mean, it's, there's no trafe in there. It's strawberries, frozen strawberries. Now, I got one of these things from Eretz Israel. I'm only mentioning this. I really don't believe it. I don't believe it's serious because we're living in one world. Eretz Israel is another world. I saw Eretz Israel. 
I was there for you know some, a number of number of times and number of uh, situations. I worked closely in the in the Kashmir area when I visited there, t- making tours of many 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 places. And one thing that that struck in my eyes and I took hard to get out of my brain is that there are flies all over the place. It's it's it, the weather is such. It's I saw bugs and flies and all kinds of insects. Very disturbing, very disturbing. That was my experience in Israel. I, I mean, I'm talking about. I did not in the front in the restaurant what you eat. I'm talking about in the back when they're making the chalas and the breads and the this and the that. And I saw what's happening, and I saw how many insects are there. And I'm telling you, it's not a simple matter. I don't want to scare anybody. It's supper time in a lot of you. <laughs> I'm not interested in making anybody upset today. But you should be sure that we're talking about an issue. I'm sure that's taken care of to a certain extent, but it definitely is an issue. Okay. Um, where it really plays itself out for you is in the area of buying uh, the insect-free vegetables, because it's 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 unbelievable that they say that you know you that this is uh, greenhouse grown and they did what they could to try to take care of insects, and all you have to do is wash it off because there could be big insects in the packing houses. There's going to be flies. There's going to be big insects. We're working in with a little thrip that's about so big I can't see it. I'm struggling to see it. This little teeny thing over here. That's what they, they work to get out of it. But the big Zetzer uh, fly that, that, that could easily be found in, in, in lettuce from Merit's Thrill. Because it's a factory. It's a, it's a busy factory. I saw it in the, in, in, in the bakeries. I saw it quite a bit. And I saw them making the flower. I saw the insects there. Tremendous number of insects. Tremendous. It's a system they have. Baruch Hashem, it's kosher, etc. But uh, insects are a major issue. So I got this from Eretz Israel. I don't know if I can I tell you that it would ever happen here. But they sent it here for a purpose. And it's from Rabbi Vaya. So I'll share with you just a moment of it. That's all. A, and I've mentioned here before because I had it, I know he sent this before. If not this exact version, something similar. It's called flesh fly maggot. Maggot is a wormy type of an insect, and it's a flesh fly. It's you'll see what flesh means is like meat or chicken or or fish. That's what gets these worm these flies, and they're flies. It's called flesh fly maggot. Okay, so there are there are different kinds of these meat flies and different colors. There's a green and a blue, and they're, and they're not so tiny. They're 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 twelve millimeters long, and uh, they they could even you know they could be. It's 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 up to fifteen millimeters. They're not too tiny. You're going to see these things. Definitely going to see them. Anyway, what what happens is that these little things. They start out as a, it looks like rice, piece, pieces of rice. I'm not joking. They're little teeny weeny oblong uh, pieces that are, that, that, that resemble rice. 
and they're found in large quantities together. That's how they they're, they're put out in the from the, the from the from the host, and the the, the mother lays t- uh, tens of eggs on a piece of meat or on a piece of fish, and these can be found in like little white things you'll see that look a little bit like rice. So. If you find these things, of course, it has to be washed off well, and you probably will throw it out, but you'd have to at least have to be washed off well, etc., etc. This is just something that they're putting out now, and my feeling is it's probably not so common in America, but he's sending, us, he's sending an English version to America. So he, obviously Rabbi Vaya feels that there is a concern. I mean, he's always interested in, in noting whether it's something that applies to America or not. And obviously, he does think it's English-speaking areas, you know, in America. Let's say, okay. Another thing, uh, I think we mentioned that one last time. I don't know if we mentioned Da Vinci last time. Did we mention Da Vinci Gourmet Classic Irish Cream Syrup? Again, Da Vinci Gourmet Classic Irish Cream Syrup. The Cuff K certifies this product uh, as Cuff K Dairy. The Da Vinci Gourmet Classic Irish Cream Syrup is Milchig's. Some packaging in, incorrectly says Parva. Okay, so there you should know now if you see Da Vinci. So Da Vinci Ice Irish Cream Syrup it is dairy. Okay. This topic here, I don't know if I'm going to get to tonight. Maybe in somewhere, sometime in the future we'll discuss it. It's about uh, some of these uh, kosher supermarkets now are instituting what we call a vertical farm using geoponic approach to grow fresh pesticide free greens on site. It's a fantastic idea, and I got a feeling it's going to take off. So uh, watch it, watch for it. I mean, you, you, you'd want with Hashkocha, certainly at this point. You would, maybe your brand name will help you just in the future, but for right now you'd want to say you'd have Ashkocha. Anyways, this Evergreen is doing it, and it's an interesting thing. A vertical farm using a geoponic approach to grow fresh, pesticide-free greens on site. Right. That takes us through some of the, uh, the issues that we have, and in just a minute we'll continue. Okay, in the remaining time, we're going to try to go into some of the particular items that are happening right now, mislabeled, etc. Uh, some of this material you can get from Koshagram, some from Koshagram.com, some from my magazine called Koshagram Monthly. Uh, the monthly, I'm sorry, that's not the magazine. The Koshagram magazine is one of our products, and the other product is the Koshagram Monthly. comes out once every once a month and gives you a synopsis of all of the issues of the day. In other words, thing that's mislabeled, unauthorized use of a kosher symbol, part of the dairy clarifications, 
the difference between what we do and maybe some of the others is we try to be all-encompassing to include every all the people's information. And a lot of it is our own particular work, which is not done by some of the other people who are also putting out information. So if you're interested in getting a, a sample copy of Kashras Monthly, no problem, just email me, kashras at aol.com, K-A-S-H-R-U-S at aol.com. Just say, send, ask to be sent a sample copy of Kashras Monthly. Uh, kosher gram you can get from the, from the, the, greater, uh, the COR of Greater Detroit, which you can get, I gave the information before, just to simplify it, I'll tell you one, one way to reach them, which is kashrusalerts at gmail.com. Kashrusalerts at gmail.com. That's the easiest way to reach them. And tell them you want to get a kosher grant. Uh, okay. The, the question of the, the sources, and this is one that uh, I know that Rabbi Brody worked on it a lot, and he revised it, and this is the final outcome. The sources containing fish. Now, most there's a Shailin halacha that when when we we know the issue of fish and meat. It's a it's a it's a Jewish tradition. It's based upon sakana about danger. Whether it applies today, doesn't apply today, is open to some interpretation. But the vastly accepted uh, opinion is that we separate fish and meat. So now, if, what if something has a Yewusashaya source or something of that nature, and it has a little bit of uh, fish in the, uh, in, in the source? Do you, is it a problem having that with meat products or not? So some people hold that fish and meat even the smallest amount of fish will not be bottled, will not be nullified, even in a large quantity of something else. Because it doesn't work like the regular rules of kosher and treif. Sakana is danger. So it has a separate set of rules. That's how some people learn. And others know, say no, as long as it's bottled bashishim, if it's nullified in 60, the same rules apply. That would be if it was a question of kashras. Okay, that's the background. Do you need 1 to 60, or you don't need 1 to 60? Machlokas. Okay. Sources contain fish. Most Worcestershire sauces, and some barbecue and steak sauces, contain anchovies, and state so in their ingredient listing. Anchovy is a fish. According to some postkim, if the amount of anchovies in this sauces is at a ratio of 1 to 60 or less, in other words, is it bottle before you even start? Is the uh, Worcestershire sauce, the amount of, of, of fish in it is less than 1 60th, and therefore it's considered to be uh, like it, it, it can't cause any danger? Or do we say, no, uh, and, and does it have a 60th, 60th one against it or not? So according to most postgame, if the amount of anchovies in these sauces is at a ratio of 1 to 60 or less, they may be used with meat. Some postgame, however, are stringent. Consult your own rub. Reliably certified sources that do not state the word fish on the label near their symbol uh, do not contain more than 1 60th fish. Because if it contained more than one sixtieth fish in the in the sauce, 
then they would feel compelled to say the word fish next to their hashkacha name. But it was, oh, you, okay, okay, so, but these basic hashkachas have basically have accepted the idea that if it's going to be really fishy, they're going to write the word F-I-S-H next to our symbol, our logo, and just like you say parva, they're going to say fish. Okay. That's, that's what uh, most poskim will do. Depends upon if it was bottle b'shishim or not. Reliably certified sources that did not state fish on the label next to the kashva symbol did not contain more than one sixtieth fish. Sources that do contain more than one sixtieth fish will always stay on it, fish next to the symbol. However, some sources that do not contain more than a sixtieth of fish will still say fish next to the kashva symbol for the benefit of those who wish to be stringent. So some people will put the word fish next to it even though it was bottle. Because they say there are some people who hold there is no bittle because it's a matter of sakana, and therefore uh, they will give you that, they'll, they'll give you that khumra. They'll go along with you. Contact the certifying cautious agency to find out which f- level uh, the word fish represents for his particular product. Does it mean to say if it says fish next to it that it was that it has that it wasn't batalashishim? Or could it be still batalashishim and you wouldn't say the word fish next to it? You need that to go if you're gonna have your question to go to ask your rov. So even though maybe they're machmir or whatever in that particular uh, company, but the question is how you deal with asking your rub. So you need the actual information, and that's why you want to find out if it was bottle b'shishim before it started. That's your question. Following, the following are the fish levels in some common sources that say, oh, you fish. Leah and Penarin's Worcestershire sauce has more than 1 to 60 of fish. It cannot be used with meat. Again, Lee and Perrin's Worcestershire sauce cannot be used with meat. That's what the, the OU's position is. And I mean, I mean, OU's position, it's a fact. More than one sixtieth, uh, uh, not more than one sixtieth, these are companies that, that don't have six, that, don't, that it's bottled in. Lee and Perrin's steak sauce, traditional, the bold, and the signature varieties. Great value and ShopRite brands of Worcestershire sauces, and certain Heinz products. That is not this fish, but it's not sixty, and therefore, uh, that it's not there's uh, this this uh, fish in it, but it's not more than one to sixty, which means it's not bottle. I'm sorry, that it is bottle. Uh, Lee and Perrin steak sauce. Great value in ShopRite brands of Worcestershire sauce, and these Heinz products, Kansas City style, Memphis style, Texas style barbecue sauces, campsite smoky barbecue sauce, 57 steak sauce made with Lee and Perrins, and zesty cocktail sauce. So the reason why this is important is if you hold that even less than a 60th, you can't Lichatchila mix this sauce into meat, then you gotta know the names. So better listen again. I'll say it quickly again. These are the ones that the, the one that's that, that's a big problem 
is Leon Perrin's steak sauce. I'm sorry, Worcestershire sauce. Leon Perrin's Worcestershire sauce is the real problem because that is not bottle. It's, it's, it's more fish than there's no 60 to 1 against it. And the assumption is that's going to cause a sakana with your meat. And if anyone's makpin on that, that's a, a no-no. The Worcestershire sauce with meat. The, uh, these that I'm going to mention now are less than that. So many people would use it with meat. But there are those who are machmir and don't use this with meat because it contains a significant amount of fish. Those are Leon Perrin steak sauce, great value, and ShopRite Worcestershire sauce, and the following Heinz varieties. Kansas City style, Memphis style, and Texas style barbecue sauces. Campside smoky barbecue sauce. 57 steak sauce made with Lee and Perrin's. Zesty cocktail sauce. Those are the ones that you might be concerned about. Okay. Uh, we, we discussed many of the other issues in the past. There's still a little bit of time left. Let me tell you what they, they came out with as far as these ice cream stores. Now, we've discussed this a hundred times, but some of the things that they're telling you now are new. So I'm going to try to uh, you know, zero in on those areas that are new. The ice cream and frozen yogurt stores, we know that they, have made, they put up signs. And usually those signs are really just the name of the company and the products that they make that are kosher, but they don't certify the store. So when you see that product, you don't have a guarantee that what you're getting in the store is that. And you have to know is that, like, for example, in the store they sell kosher or chal Israel and not chal Israel, and, and, and the non-kosher, they're selling both of them. So your, your concern is the, the, the open containers, maybe you're going to get from the, the wrong one. Maybe the spoon was used in the wrong one. Maybe the toppings are not kosher. These are the issues. We, we, we've gone through this a million times. Okay, so, you know, it's always preferable to buy at a fully supervised store. Um, he goes through some of the stores in, in, in Detroit. Not no, that's not no good to most of us who are listening to me. Uh, so, I, I don't think there's anything that we hear that we don't really figure out, or that we really do know. So I don't think that... Uh, even though I thought I was going to find something here, I don't see anything that, that, that is going to affect any of you. Let's go on to some things that do affect you. There's a, a, a product, Gerby, Gerber Sitter Second Foods. These are baby foods. They have an OU certification on many of them, but not all the varieties. Uh, the Gerber Supported Sitter First Foods are not OU certified. Gerber makes a number of OU products and a number of non-OU products. Again, the Gerber Sitter Second Foods, some of them have OU. You have to look for it. But the Gerber Supported Sitter First Foods are not certified by the OU. The first foods are not. It's called Supported Sitter. But, it, it, but the point is, the, the, the one that says first in it is not OU certified, 
and the ones that says second may be all year certified, but there's no big deal. You look on the package. The main thing to understand is that the Gerber company is one of those that's making kosher and non-kosher, which is very simple to understand because these factories are producing kosher and non-kosher products. The kosher product, let's say carrots, is kosher. And uh, they have meat. The meat is treif. And they use the same equipment. The difference is either you kosher it or it's downtime and it's cleaned and it's this and it's that. And then you, know, you kosher it again or whatever. It's a, something you're doing that with the OU will, will run their equipment, use the equipment and make it OU certified. And something at certain times and certain equipment is not going to be OU certified. So that's, a, that's why you have to look for the OU or the, whichever you're talking about on every product. And here's, here's a perfect example. This you serve to children. Now there's a, uh, a product called Izio. They make sour bread. The 24 ounce and the 8 slice packages have a scroll K symbol. Right? Scroll K is out of uh, Denver. With, lo- with lot codes of 20196 and 20197. It's kosher, but it's not Pas Yisrael. So th- there's some, some kind of mix-up on those p- two particular runs. The Izio sourdough bread, sc- uh, scroll K, but it has 20196 or 20197. It is not Pas Yisrael. There's a company called Tova Brand Frozen Rice Broccoli, which I think I, think I mentioned this last week, I'm not sure, uh, and that is infested. Tova brand frozen riced broccoli. Totally infested, should not be used. McCormick, which is a, uh, a spice company, makes a perfect pinch salad supreme seasoning. There's uh, an unauthorized OU. McCormick perfect pinch salad supreme seasoning has an unauthorized OU. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but it's, it's worth hearing it, if it's certainly important to mislabel. Tenley, like Tenley, Tenley, Tenley brand gummy and candy products, which are distributed by Classic Confections and Vidal, they have an unauthorized Star K. Nothing to do with the Star K. Who is that? Tenley brand gummy and candy products. And the distributor is Classic Confections. Another one that's uh, unauthorized is Tangy Zangy Sour Fruit Slices and Tangy Zangy Milk Chocolate Sour Wild Fruit Squares. They're not OU certified, but some of them have OU on the label. Unauthorized. Again, tangy, zangy, sour fruit slices, and tangy, zangy, milk chocolate, sour wild fruit squares. Another mislabel, CVS brand, Dairy Relief Lactase Enzyme Soft Gels, has an unauthorized Star K. That's the CVS brand, Dairy Relief Lactase Enzyme soft gels. 
there's a, a company that makes artichokes. It's called Indigo. I-N-D-I-G-O. Indigo. And they, 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 they have canned artichokes with stems. It's not OU certified, but it's unauthorized. It says OU without authorization. And artichokes are filled with insects. Filled. One of the bad issues is artichokes. Um, another one is J. Higgs Cornies Chili Cheese Corn Chips. That's a tough one to say. Again, J. Higgs, there's two G's in Higgs, Cornies Chili Cheese Corn Chips has dairy ingredients, and it says, and it's certified Cuff K Dairy, but some of the packages say Cuff K Parava. Okay, it does say the word cheese in there, so that does give it away partially. But you know and I know that some things that say cheese are really parva. And sometimes the word cream is used interestingly also, the way it's spelled. So, uh, today, anything goes. That's why it's very important to have a contact, whether it's from the uh, koshagram from Kosher Kashrut Monthly, my magazine, or if you follow kashrut.com online, you need something because there's so much mislabeling going on. I, it, it's fantastic, and no one seems to bat an eye. No one's, nobody's tearing apart the, no one's attacking the Kashrut organizations and saying, look how many errors are occurring. How could it be? Why is your man not down there? Nobody raises an eyebrow. We just go along buying and buying. Oh, it's an unauthorized. I'm trying to avoid it. That's all. People are not taking this seriously enough. I, that's my experience. I, I, I don't want to put anybody down, but the first thing is to read the label. The second thing is you can ask occasionally the conscious organizations, how come so many mix-ups are occurring? It definitely is a, a little out of hand. Now, that said, there are sometimes in a particular plant, let's say a Heinz plant, where you have 50,000 varieties, and you know they make Trafin, Heinz company, and, they, and there's 50, there's, there's, thousands, and there's so many uh, products that are coming out with their names and the, and the product and the, and the sizes and this, this thousands of thousands of labels there, thousands of thousands of labels in a company like Heinz. So it does take a lot of work to be on top of it, but that's what they're getting paid for. Now let me share with you something that uh, the OU put out, that they don't certify Williams-Sonoma black truffle rub, Parmesan garlic and herbs mashed potato seasoning, and Parmesan herb rub, all of these are Williams Sonoma products from San Francisco, and all of this is unauthorized. Again, the Williams Sonoma, they have a what they call a rub, black truffle rub, Parmesan, garlic and herbs, mashed potato seasoning, and Parmesan herb rub, unauthorized OU from a Williams Sonoma major company. Uh, 
let's see if we got another one here. That's one of mine, by the way. All right, what else do we have here? Uh, we went through those last week. We went through that last week. Okay, here's another one. The Orthodox Union certifies great value creamy coconut bars. That's sell it from Walmart. Great value, that's one of the that's a Walmart name. Great value creamy coconut bars is an OUD product. It has dairy, da da da, da but it doesn't have a dairy on the uh, on the on the label. On the label they forgot, they forgot to put the D on. I don't know if I read this last week, but it's worth hearing it because this is really crucial to all of us. The CRC in Chicago, I mean, I, I, I made it short. Uh, they're pretty liberal when it comes to some of the uh, insect issues. They're not over the top the way some of the people are. But here's what they're finding now. The CRC, that's Chicago Rabbinical Council, reports finding that this summer... Broccoli slaw, that's L-A-W, broccoli slaw has an extremely high level of infestation, possibly as a result of an unusually hot season in the growing areas, plus a myriad of COVID-19-related changes in the processing farms and plants. Currently, they recommend that broccoli slaw only be used after it's first checked with a thrip cloth method. We call it Shmata Badika here, and it's called thrip cloth. That's the new fancy name for it. Uh, you could buy the thrip cloth, but you've you got to know where to buy it, and some stores will sell it. It's called a, thri- a thrip cloth or a Badika cloth, or a, uh, uh, whether maybe they call it, a, they call it a, you know, a Shmata Badika cloth, whatever they're calling it. Uh, you know, they sell it for maybe five or seven dollars in the store, and with that thing you're able to you're able to check the water. If you of course you have to know what you're doing, so there are videos and and somebody maybe a mashkia could show you, but unfortunately that's what you need today. So that gives you a little bit of an idea of some of the things that are happening in the kosher world this week, and. Uh, Next week, in Hashem, we'll pick it up again. Till next week, this is uh, Kashrus Magazine, for uh, the Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine, for Kashrus on the air. And you can call us if you have questions, 718-336-8544-732-534-9363, or Kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S at AOL.com. K-A-S-H-R-U-S at AOL.com. You'd like to get Kashrus Monthly, I'm more than happy to send you a sample copy. You want to uh, sign up for Kashrus Magazine. We're starting our 41st year right now. Uh, you want to go ahead and uh, uh, try, uh, you want to get the Kosher Supervision Guide to all the different Hashkachas in the world. Um, we didn't put out a travel guide this year, but many people have contacted us to get last year's travel guide. So if you need a travel guide, it's, uh, we're only charging $6 for it. Normally it's $9. Uh, and uh, you can give us a ring uh, or send an email, and we'll, we'll ship one over to you right away. So that's, again, 718-336-8544. 732-534-9363 or kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S at AOL.com 
And and until next week, this is your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashas Magazine for Kashas on the Air.